King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the Premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. And we're back for another episode of League Castle, and it is a massive episode ahead of us. Midweek footy all around us. Catch-up games are plenty after all the rain we've had, and we've managed to squeeze in a milestone, some guests, and, of course, my regular co-host, Josh Spiegelman. Thanks to Junkyard Skips with his Stats Man Performers of the Week. From the catch-up games across the weekend and last week, we had three games to get through, so a little bit briefer segment than usual. But full to the brim with stats nonetheless. Of course, the show wouldn't be here without our great partner businesses. Starting from the top, we've got Beaver Brewery, who bring us the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League. We do have Junkyard Skips, who I alluded to just before, who bring us uh, not only our Statsman Performer of the Year and Performers of the Week, but also all of your Newcastle Rugby League Denton Engineering Cup content. It's thanks to them that we talked to one of our guests, uh, Daniel Peck, later in the show. Um, and Beaver Brewery with our milestone man, Jeremy Lowe from the Walls and Maryland Tigers, who we'll talk to shortly. Also proud to partner with uh, Shipley Meats at Rutherford, who bring us all the Hunter Valley Group 21 updates, and uh, we look forward to continuing to bring those to you throughout the year as they head towards the finals. And, of course, Sharp DS Central Coast, who support our Central Coast Rugby League content and contribution on our social media channels. They are, of course, League Castle AUS, all one word, on Facebook, Lee Castle AU on Instagram. It's where you get all your updates, all your content. You'll get uh, kept up to date with when this show comes out. If you don't already subscribe, if you don't already subscribe, though, make sure you subscribe on all good podcast platforms, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, Android, whatever it might be, it's there. Um, Audacity as well. Um, and Anchor, who we produce it through. So make sure to get onto all of those or any of those and uh, listen in. Um, give us a rating and review on there as well. We don't have too many of those and would love a few more so that we can read them out and give you a mention for engaging with the show. Uh, continue to engage with those social media platforms and um, yeah, keep working with us. We did reach that milestone that we talked about, the 1,000 followers on Instagram, so that's a big thank you to all of our fans. We smashed through that one now and we're charging on to the next milestone. Uh, so we will have a giveaway during the Denton Engineering Cup final series. Um, and again, for every 100 that we go past that, by that point, we will have another prize to give away. So if we get 1,100, we'll have two, 1,200, three, and so on and so forth. It's all heating up. We're getting towards the finals. As I said, very busy time. Lots of catch-up games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. They're everywhere at the moment, uh, both in the Denton Engineering Cup, Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League as well. So without any further ado, let's get into this bumper episode. We've got three guests coming up. We're going to kick it off with Josh Spiegelman, thanks to Junkyard Skips. Then we're going to chat with Dan Peck from Lakes United. Again, thanks to Junkyard Skips. And finally, we're going to talk with the 300-game veteran from Walls End, Maryland, Jeremy Lowe. He brings up that milestone this weekend. They've also got a celebration of their 1992 and 2012 premierships out there at the Grange. It's going to be a bumper day. Um, certainly well worth getting out to. Also, Lakes United, they've got their old boys day on. We talked to Pecky about that and what that means to him. So much coming at you in terms of footy, but let's get straight into the show and kick it off with our co-host, thanks to Junkyard Skips, Josh Spiegelman. All right, time to get into the Junkyard Skips Statsman's Performers of the Week. A little bit of a disjointed this week this week with catch-up games played last Tuesday. Uh, games going ahead on the weekend. We're getting games shifted literally as we talk. Uh, a game to be played this Tuesday night. We're recording Monday night and another one scheduled for Wednesday that looks like it may not be this Wednesday. It's absolute pandemonium, but uh, the one consistent is Josh Spiegelman, our stats man. He's here every week with us when he gets when we can to talk stats, pull apart the performances. And Josh, not as busy as a usual weekend for you, but still plenty of movement and things happening with those games getting moved and just trying to stay on our toes. Yeah, mate. Hey, Chris. Hey, everyone. Good to be back. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a bit hectic, even though there's only been what three games to review in the last seven days or so, or six days. It's um, you know every different night. It can't really tell you what day it is at the moment so yeah as you said the schedule's moving and shifting and 
it's not only hard for the admin staff like us, I guess, but obviously real hard on the players and just shout out to them for, for coping with this, with their work commitments. And like I posted on the, the channel Instagram earlier, just incredible what the numbers they're putting up still and, and just the effort they're putting out there on random days of the week. Yeah, exactly right, mate. It's um, it's, It sort of feels like that time around Christmas where you have that break from work a lot of the time for that sort of week to two weeks and you wake up on any given day and you couldn't know, you wouldn't know if it's Wednesday or Sunday because there's a game of footy on, so you're like, the only dif- differentiator is you go, it must be midweek because I had to go to work and it's, the game's on at night time. <laughs> That's exactly right, mate. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of and then when you count that I'm working with this on the weekend too, seven days a week, you just don't know what's going on anymore. So, uh, um, <laughs> Exactly right, mate. But let's, you know, talking about that persistence and, you know, the turn-up is probably a really good transition into the first of these games, and we'll go back to last Tuesday, which was just after we recorded. Uh, Central Curry, Central went in overwhelming favourites. Curry, without wanting to downplay it, not a lot to play for, short on numbers, players making debuts, all sorts of things going into the mix. Yet they were right in this game, and the scoreline in the end probably gave Central a bit more of a, a flattering in terms of the buffer of 16 points at 28-12 to 12 than the effort probably belied, you know, Curry were having a red hot crack in this game and, and my hat off to them, as you know, as I said, you know, not a lot to really, you know, play for and, and continue to turn up for the full 80 minutes, but they sure as hell did. It might have bit them in the backside when it came to backing up on the weekend, but yeah, it was a big effort from the Bulldogs heading down to Central on a Tuesday night. Yeah, mate, definitely. There was talk of that, that Curry forfeit early in the week as well, based on their squad depth in the games coming up. Uh, in the midweek fixture, but you know, they like you said, they came out firing in this match and, and they actually play one of their better games of the season. I thought having watched them the whole year, there were a lot of grit out there. Um, you know, some numbers to back up that sentiment. So the, their first three sets, they forced three three dropouts with, and then they scored in their fifth set and took a four nil lead. So um, yeah, real real big credit to Curry there going to, going to um, yeah play central a team that was heavily favoured and, and doing all right. Um, and as you said, the score lines were out a little bit. Uh, it was a really interesting game to watch. I thought we'll, we'll go into the points later, but you know, Luke Walsh had his hands all over the game. Um, really good crossfield kicks for a few tries. Spotted a few opportunities out there with a little sort of weakness for Curry. So um, props to him. But but yeah, mate, a few strong performances for Curry, who won made in the points, and, and obviously as you'd imagine Central with the two and three points, but uh, maybe an honourable start. Yeah, mate, um, certainly happy for the honourables. I know, I know Dan Melmoth's been chasing you to try and get some more points to bolster his tally and uh, maybe climb the leaderboard into some minor placings, mate. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's, uh, his sweet talking's worked yet this week to get a mention in the uh, in the minors or where he's at these days. No, he didn't get a mention, mate. Oh, Dan, but I had a note for the next game just to wish him a speedy recovery. Obviously, he suffered a pretty scary head knock in the next match against Blake that we'll brush, on, brush over later, so... Um, yeah, show favourite Dan. Hope he gets better. He probably can't remember much of the game or, or whatever, but um, yeah, hope he's back for the next game. Yeah, certainly we do wish him all the best. Uh, he's a good character and uh, has been a good addition to that curry pack. But let's jump into those honourable mentions, mate, and keep things rolling. And uh, who was it that didn't quite uh, post the numbers to get into the top three, but certainly impressed in terms of their statistical contributions? Yeah, mate, central uh, centre, Timanu Alexander uh, was one of those guys with two line breaks and six tackle busts. I, I don't do central full stats, just, just some of those like fancy super coach-esque ones uh, off note. And then um, Curry, Sam Fechner as well, who played hooker in, uh, all match in this game, 39 tackles at 91% uh, against a really good central pack, which I thought was a really um, good effort uh, by him considering who, who he was going up against. And, and one of those guys was um, Witty Baker as well, who I thought um, had a pretty good game with, a, I think it was 90 metres, um, over 11 metres of carry and a couple of tackle buffs off the bench. So all those boys did um, did really well. Certainly some good numbers. Not quite enough, as we said, to get into the 3-2-1, but even with the, the margin of, of defeat, uh, there was a Curry player who uh, impressed enough to uh, sneak into the minor placings behind a couple of central stars. Yeah, mate. Alongside Ethan Fowles, I'd say this man, um, Curry Center Tim Brood, has probably been Curry's best for the year, at least statistically speaking. Really solid in this game with the try, a line break, four tackle bust, an offload, and an, even a force drop out from center. So, um, yeah, he got involved and held his own out there against a tough matchup against those big uh, central centers. Yeah, he's been certainly Mr. Consistent for them alongside Fowles, as you said. But uh, speaking of Mr. Consistent, the man with the two points. Uh, it's hard, hard to see a week go by where his name isn't um, you know, at least an honourable mention, if not a two or a three-pointer. Yes, mate, that's 
spider, Cameron Anderson. He's climbing up that that man leaderboard, but we won't reveal where he is exactly. He's in um he's in great form at the moment. Uh, this game against Curry had a, a try, two line breaks, a further line break contribution, and eleven tackle busts. So really hard to handle in this one for Curry was spider. Certainly is. He's proving a handful. Uh... A couple of very good fullbacks running around in this competition at the moment and a few of them all the way up the leaderboard. So great to see them going really well. Uh, but it wasn't Spider who uh, took the top posting here. It was that man you talked about before. He had his hands on a little bit of everything and uh, belied his advanced age and you know his multiple threats of retirement over the last two years to um, control this game and uh, take the two points for Central. Yeah, mate, it was a veteran clinic here by, by the big man Luke Walsh here, uh, the number seven, three try assists. One try contribution, two line break assists, two force dropouts, and just a really good general play kicking and playmaking throughout the game. So those high-level statistics there. You'd be happy to have him in your super coach team, and he really led Central around the park and, and you know, was a reason why, why they managed to, to hold off a really impressive Curry team. Yeah, certainly showing his experience as he led them to victory there. Uh, we were scheduled to have a game on Wednesday night, but again, that one's had a line put through it. Uh, the gossip we're hearing at the moment is that it may be one point each just due to the congested schedule and the fact that both teams are out of the running. But until we get that confirmed by the league, we will uh, leave that as pending that West versus Lakes game. Uh, the condition of Harker making their other catch-up game this week a bit of a challenge as well. So we'll, we'll watch this space, mate. But we certainly had two games on the weekend. And Curry, we talked about it before, Bravely backed up against a lake side that's uh, finishing the season with a bit of a flurry. A couple of good wins back-to-back now. And uh, uh, Bubba Burke obviously looking to lead those boys to build towards 2023. Uh, it was Lakes running out fairly comfortable victors on the road at Curry Sports Ground, which is never easy. But against a Curry side on that short turnaround, Lakes spared the short turnaround with the West game being called off, mate. So... Um, Final score there was uh, Lakes United, as I said, running out comfortable winners, 50-10 to 10 in the end. They put on plenty of points and uh, shows that there's some punch in that young Seagull side. Yeah, 100%. And, and as, you, as you touched on there, Bubba's building for next year and, and some of these young boys coming through, uh, you know, that uh, they'll really lead them to success, I think, over the next few seasons. So um, they just played with, you know, confidence and freedom in this game, Lakes. Um, but they, they also had two separate sin bins during the match, so... Uh, considering that and the fact they still put on 50 only compared to the two tries, there's no surprise they're getting the 3-2-1 here and also a couple of honourables. Um, but as you touched on, mate, Curry did have that, that rough turnaround and Lakes didn't, so um, definitely impacted them coming into this game. Curry, and you feel for them this season, hasn't been easy for them. I'm sure they'll be building for next season. Yeah, certainly playing a number of players sort of in different positions or debuting and we've seen Billy Gilbert move around. He was named in the six there and uh, a few different players and names popping into that Curry side. So great to see them just continuing to turn up. And one thing you know is irrespective of the scoreline, they're having an absolute crack out there, especially at Curry Sports Ground. But as you say, this was a, uh, a clinic from the Seagulls and they were far too strong and uh, make up the majority, if not all, of your honourable mentions and points, mate. Yeah, definitely, and we'll start with those honourables. Uh, first of all, Caleb Faulkner, they played fullback for Lakes in this game, had a try, 120 metres to top the team, two line breaks, a line break assist, and an equal team high 11 support. So if he's not making the points, you know, there's some pretty special numbers coming up. We've also got uh, edge back rower uh, Charlie Muir with, with one try, five tackle busts, two line breaks, a line break assist, a try contribution, two offloads, 101 metres at 10.1 a carry, which is the best of the Lakes starting. Side. So with those two uh, boys just missing out, uh, there's some pretty pretty hefty numbers coming up here, and it was pretty hard to split them in the one point. So that was a toss of the coin. Certainly is hard to split some of them out, mate. And uh, we'll lead into it. As you said, it is a clean sweep. Uh, what one one man who uh, filled a different jersey? We talked about this last week. Picked up the one point. Uh, the two pointer has been one of their leading lights, and the three pointer again by pure coincidence, mate, is a man we're going to have on the show this week. So I'll lead with that and uh, let you run through them and their immense numbers that they've put up and posted in uh, the round one catch-up game. Yeah, definitely, mate. And that's, all, that's probably one of the uh, probably third maybe time this season that, that the guest has been a three-pointer. And, and obviously, we're not doing that on purpose. You literally told me the guest on this show probably 10 minutes before we jumped on the show. So I've obviously done these stats prior. Uh, but we will start off with the one point here and get to that uh, special guest later on. Uh, the one point is going to Matt Cooper, who wore number seven for Lakes, usually a fullback. Had two line break assists, a try assist, a try contribution, a line break, 
free tackle bust and offload, 89 metres. And what probably gave him the points to me was seven out of nine goals. So uh, 14 points there just, just by himself as, as well with those uh, brilliant attacking stats. So Matt Cooper just edged out Charlie Muir and um, Caleb Faulkner with, to the one point. Yeah, he's been a great return back to their side. Uh considering that he's not, you know, the, the most senior of veterans around our competition, that that experience certainly coming back into their side, a side that's got a number of players and experience missing now that they had earlier in the year is a, a significant addition. But uh, as you say, he picked up the minor points and uh, it was uh, his fellow halves partner picking up the two, mate. Yeah, Ryan Potts having a great season for Lakes here and also uh, he'll be there at the business end in the Statman competition, uh, the latter, uh, when we reveal that later on. Uh, one try, 86 metres, three tackle busts, two offloads, one line break, three line break assists, and two try assists. So those last few stats there, bumping him up above Matt for the two points. He certainly did well, and um, mate, to, to pick the two points up, the three points, absolute star performance. And we might do a little peek behind the curtain here in terms of, you talked about it before, there's no collusion on the three points and the, and the guest. We actually reached out to Lakes and just said, you know, allowing for the busy schedule, who might be available to jump on the show. And uh, I think probably about 15 minutes before we recorded, maybe less, um, I got a message through saying, maybe try this man. And uh, fortunately, I reached out, confirmed, and, he, and he's going to jump on shortly to uh, record that segment. So not only uh, an absolute starring performance, but a good bloke giving up some time in a very busy schedule with late notice and, well, no notice, really. Yeah, 100%, mate. And, and the person we're talking about here is Dan Peck, the inspirational hooker, and um, played, obviously, other positions in his career, but hooker for this game. Just an absolutely uh, stat-filled performance, stuffing the stat sheet, as they say here. Lead off the top with a sneaky calculation of 147 super coach points. So whenever I see something like this, you see this from like Luke Higgins, Matt Sobelawler on occasion as well, and, and blokes like Dan Peck. You just really wish I was a super coach comp, because, mate, he'd be a captain all day for me. Dan Peck with that amount, I'm sure, for you as well. Mate, you'd certainly be looking at him. Uh, my one thing would be about having a super coach competition, mate. There's only one man who's going to crunch all those numbers and uh, keep on top <laughs> of it for everyone. So you might need someone to develop some software to help you out there because you'd be a very, very busy man. But, hey, if we charge, you know, enough of an entry fee, let's see, you know. Send us a message if you'd pay an entry fee to join the Newcastle Rugby League super coach if there's a cash prize at the end of it. Could be very interesting with some of the, the moves and shakes and the inside information people might have. I'll tell you what, mate. Yeah, I thought you were going to go a different route there and, and say that it would be interesting because I can rig the numbers, but I'm glad you didn't say that. So. <laughs> no, well, there, there is always a chance that someone, you know, who is, uh, let's just say, as much of a footy nuffy as you are, spends their time, you know, reviewing one or two of the games to dispute them, and then all of a sudden it, uh, you know, it looks like a pyramid scheme that's falling down around your ears. And I, but I know you wouldn't do that, mate. No, no, no. Unless Dan paid me enough money then. No, <laughs> no mate. I, I think, I think uh, at the end of the day, it would certainly be... Uh, Mate, uh, the, the truth of the numbers is, is uh, what you're all about. The statistical, you know, if, if we're not doing it accurately and uh, true, then it defeats the purpose of everything and undermines it all. So, yeah. 100%. And, and plenty of players would know that because I, I know there's been a few that have asked you to round up there some of their runs and things to the next half metre or full <laughs> metre, haven't they? Yeah, 100%, mate. Integrity is what it's all about. Player performance for the coaches. So if you, if you beef up some numbers just for the sake of it, you're defeating the purpose of helping the, the team play the best players and develop uh, as they wish so. All about integrity here, mate. And, um, yeah, well, let's, let's not delay any longer. We've, we've delayed on uh, Daniel Peck's numbers long enough. And we'll go through them here because it'll take me a little bit. One try, one line break, four tackle busts. But then you're going probably one of the highest counts I've seen this season. Four try assists and four line break assists in a game. So that obviously contributed to his huge super coach tally or hypothetical tally. Nine metres a carry when he was running the ball and 30 tackles, so he cracked the 30 as well. So he was absolutely everywhere. Um, well deserving of the three points and congratulations. Yeah, probably probably one of the uh, top individual performances like across all the stat categories really. like just He's so consistent, but to put up those sorts of numbers, we know we've seen efforts from Dan where he's posted sort of, you know, some really significant tackle numbers higher than that, but to get across all those attacking stats as well, um, as you say, four tries, this is a massive number um, and throwing in, you know, along with that defensive work as well as everything else he got through is, is you know, phenomenal for an outing, um, you know, certainly on a heavy track as well. It's going to be, it was, it's going to be a busy schedule for Lake. So to be able to churn that out is, is huge for him and a well-deserved three points. It sees him also climbing his way up and making a bit of a late surge up the leaderboard. 
yeah, it does matter, and it will keep that behind closed doors where exactly they are. But you know, Dan Peck and um, Ryan Potts will be threatening at the end of the season, even if they don't um, unfortunately get to play that that uh, postponed or potentially cancelled game against West. So one, uh, two, out for there. Yeah, certainly, mate. Let's move on to the other game from the weekend, also played on Saturday. This one out at Lyle Peacock, and uh, it was a bit of trouble. South, you, you thought they might bounce back, but 18-28, to 28, they went down to the home side Macquarie. A big result in terms of the standings. Uh, obviously gives Macquarie that real shot at, uh, you know, the top three. Uh, they're now nipping at the heels of, of Cessnock, only two points behind with that game in hand. So uh, certainly an interesting place for us to be. And uh, both sides put in some strong numbers here and, and the points were split, mate. And I'm sure you've got a few honourable mentions too because this was a uh, a really solid game on a, on a heavy track. Yeah, definitely, mate. I do have a few honourables to get to. And, yeah, it was a bit of a stop-start game at times. Both teams probably seeing a bit of room for improvement, I think, during this one with completions and whatnot on a well, maybe a tough, tough condition. They got rained the game before, so that didn't help. Um, yeah, but some impressive individual performances, so I'm just scrolling down. We'll go to the honourables here. Um, Marshall Singh, the south winger with a hat-trick and two line breaks. Um, the Carrot Holland for the Scorps, two tries, just two line breaks, assists and 12 support runs. Uh, Joe Woodbury for the Scorps, two tries, two line breaks, 10.8 metres of carry, which is the best for the Scorps. And Connor Kirkwood and Frank Paul on either side. Uh, obviously, Kirkwood for the Scorps and Frank Paul. The wrecking ball for South, uh, they uh, were tireless with the ball in hand. 16 runs, 139 metres for Kirkwood, and 17 runs, 147 metres for Frank Paul, which topped their team. So some of those boys got in the points, unfortunately, but definitely worth shouting out beforehand. Certainly are. That's some strong numbers and a lot of people knocking on the door just, you know, sheer, you know, single-digit stats away from creeping their way into the points. But these three put up some great numbers. And, uh, mate, uh, I, know, I know he's uh, he's a fervent follower of our Instagram and gets involved, and he's been very solid for uh, Souths um, a number of times this year and uh, finds himself in the minor points again. Yeah, that's Jack Welsh. A really, really good impact player for South all year off the bench wearing 15. He's kind of made that jersey his own, like Matt Moon's made 14 for the Scorps, actually. So he's come off the bench here pretty well. He scored a try, four tackle buffs, a line break, 119 metres, which was second most in the team, which behind Frank Paul, which is pretty impressive considering he came off the bench. He won 80% of his carries, seven support runs, and 100% in defence uh, with 24 tackles. So really well done to Jack, and he may be in line for a start this week. We'll see. Yeah, that's it. Um, again, been a really good contributor off the bench for them all season. And uh, if he does get that opportunity to start, I'm sure he will perform as well as he has, if not better, and uh, continue on what he's been doing. But it was Mr. Consistent from South that picked up the two. And uh, the man that beat him out was another man that just is the epitome of consistent in terms of the three points uh, for Macquarie. Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, South, Ryan Glanville, again, one of the best players this year statistically and, and also, um, well, non-statistical, I guess, just the eye test. So two points for Ryan here with two try assists, a line break assist, five tackle busts, three offloads, all of them all of them were effective, uh, one forced dropout and eight metres of carry. So a pretty well-rounded effort for Ryan there, but he was pipped at the post by ex-South player and um, now Scorps. One of their uh, stalwarts in the pack there, Luke Higgins. One try, 116 metres at 9.7 a carry, which was the best in their forward pack. Five tackle busts, one line break, a try assist and a line break assist, which was great to see that. Uh, offload and 22 tackles at 96%. So anything's going to sound a bit a bit minor compared to Dan Peck's 147, but Luke would have got himself 105 super coach points with this effort, which anything over 100 is, is what you want in your team. That's it. We want the boys tunning up. That's what you're always chasing in super coach. If you can get a good handful who are tunning up, including a man with a C next to his name for you, then you're absolutely flying. Is uh, you know From memory, it's been a couple of years since I've played super coach, but I think that's about, about the measure of uh, extreme performance. Yeah, that's it, mate. You want that triple triple figures, and um, I didn't get any this week, so I've got the big L in my competition, but I'm, I'm going strong in mine, and maybe I'll get you back into it next year. Yeah, sounds like a plan, mate. Um, now, one of the other stats that we do like to pull out, mate, and uh, disappointing because there wasn't any post-game videos this week in terms of the, <laughs> the, the shirtless rigs, but I did pick one up from Twitter, and it was a bit of a fangirl moment. I don't know if you uh, follow the great man Steve Kidd on Twitter, um, but those that do know Kitty know that he is a, uh, a diehard Roosters fan as well as bleeding green and gold out at Macquarie. 
And the pick with a shirtless Frank Paul, the wrecking ball, mate. Um, as Kitty says in his comment, he says, thanks to FPN, being Frank Paul, getting a photo with me today. Told him it was for my young fella, but he saw my rooster's tattoo and sledge me. Terrific fella and was happy to have a yarn with our young middle. So, right, first of all, well done to Frank Paul, because I'm not going to argue with anyone that looks like that with their, with their shirt off. But, um, yeah, good to see, good to see uh, a bit of cross-pollination and great to see Frank Paul giving back uh, and having a chat with some of those young boys from the Scorps. Uh, obviously, his experience... Uh, is wide and deep in terms of the years that he's played in the NRL as well as the Super League. So great to see him giving back to the community. Yeah, that's great, Matt. No, I didn't see that picture. Um, I think I, <laughs> I think I've talked about kitty and, and shirtless things too much on this podcast. So I can start <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's still questions as to whether that's why he got moved on for Rochi, uh, whether Rochi just you know just clipped that and sent it through to the board. But uh, I'll leave that for, for him to figure out. I'm sure Rachel will send us a message and let us know whether that's uh, whether that was the final dagger. No, just kidding. We know that uh, Kitty moving on with some work commitments and other things. He'll still be around the club, but uh, they're in good hands, as we talked about before. So great to see, though. And, and great to see, mate. I, I love that element, I guess, of the Newcastle Rugby League is what I'm getting at in terms of it is that, you know, across the white line, you can still have a beer. There's still that community feel to it. Yeah, that's great, mate. I wish I could be involved a bit more like that if I lived back back in Newcastle as well. But um, no, it's great to hear that stuff goes on and yeah, a bit, a bit of friendliness between teams. And actually touching on that too, I, you probably saw this as a Lakes fan on their Facebook during the week after they had that big win over Curry. You know, they posted a, a nice story about what it means to be a Curry Pro Bulldog fan as well. And, you know, just a bit of sympathy between clubs there. They know they're doing it tough even though they just flogged them. So that sort of stuff what you love to see in the game. Yeah, there's there's some good carryover between a lot of the teams and it's great to see that it's continuing on even as the season heats up and, and results are going either way. So, uh, and, and on that note, having a chat with um, some of the guys at Lakes, I have to really say not only Lakes, but a few of the clubs have really stepped up their social media game this year, which is great for the punters. And some of the, the volume of content when you consider these guys are volunteers is absolutely phenomenal. So um, I think some standouts certainly, um, and I'm happy for you to chime in here, but I know Lakes, Macquarie and Maitland are huge in terms of the volume um, that they're getting out there and uh, continue to roll out. Cessnock as well. Um, it's great to see and great for the fans of each local club and even the, the opposition fans to be able to, to see those pieces of engagement and, and sort of look behind the hood. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. And um, Central as well have picked up their Instagram game. And um, uh, off memory, South South have as well, I think, actually. So there's only a few clubs now that are, are missing from, from either Instagram or Facebook, regular posting and most clubs or at least half the clubs have a photographer that they know or have hired, I think, so that makes it easy for the graphics. And obviously, if you've got half the comp with, with photographers, you'll likely get pictures of all the players from either team. So that helps us with our graphics. Obviously, we're just volunteers too. So any any content is good content, I guess, in the 100%. scheme of things. Yeah, so things are looking good, mate, and we hope that the Newcastle Rugby League social media can carry on strongly next year as well. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we hope that's the case. It's been great to have um, another podcast with content. Some people sort of mentioned to me, and I'm sure to you as well, mate, you know, about the competition and certainly not how we view it. We love having any content is good content talking about local footy. So the more, the merrier. Um, we could have a dozen podcasts and it still wouldn't be enough. Yeah, 100%. That's um, what we want, mate. It's, um, it's really good for the competition, putting it on the map a bit more, not that it needs it from, a, I guess, you know, the strength of the competition point of view, but just, I guess, letting people know how strong it actually is and the performances week in, week out that might go unnoticed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of the hunter. Yeah, agreed, mate. But uh, a big thank you, of course, because a big part of our podcast and our content that we put out every week is thanks to you, mate. So, again, thank you for your stats. Thanks to the sides that allow us to use the stats because at the end of the day, they're the ones that uh, pay you... Uh, I was going to say the big bucks, but uh, they pay you, we'll say, <laughs> to crunch the numbers, mate. Uh, lucky it's a passion for you as well. And that's no slight on the clubs because we know the shoestring budgets that some of these guys run on. So uh, the fact that they have uh, taken that step to prof- towards professionalism to have the stats coming in is really good. And I know that there's been more interest for next year. So thank you to you, mate. Um, again, good to have you on and uh, look forward to, uh, I guess, dismantling a, uh, a fuller schedule. Uh, as we uh, head forward into the next round uh, this weekend. Yeah, definitely, mate. Really looking forward to it. I think I'm going to actually try and get to the Scorps and Wyon game. I haven't been to the Scorps game for a while, so say hi to, to Kitty and, and, and Matt and some of the players will be ready for their complaints and rounding up comments. And <laughs> I'll steer clear of the showers. <laughs> yeah, mate. Steer, steer, steer clear of Kitty in the showers. Uh, we don't want to know what happens, but uh, make sure to name and shame if anyone does get to... Uh, to uh, 
vocal about their uh, lack of rounding up or questioning their stats, mate, because uh, we can't we can't be having blokes trying to fudge their numbers. It's not not on. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'll bring them up next podcast. But now looking forward to it. it. Should be a good round of footy. Hopefully the weather is okay. I think I had a quick check the other day. It looks to be okay leading up to it. I don't know if you've seen it, but fingers crossed. Yeah, looking reasonable, mate. I have been checking astutely because uh, there may be, may be a little whisper that I might be putting on the pink jersey at one of the grounds, making a bit of a comeback. Ooh. But we'll leave that for the punters to figure out where that is so they can come and do their heckling with uh, all five games scheduled for Saturday at this point. It's going to be a big <laughs> Saturday. Uh, mate, if, while you're at uh, Macquarie too, if you can do me one last favour before we go and just check out whether or not that uh, rumour that Matt Moon started about Royce Jeffries' tattoo is real or not and whether your, your face is tattooed on his backside <laughs> along with uh, the Statsman of the Year title. I do not want to know if that's true or false, mate. But... <laughs> <laughs> it could be more concerning if you see it and it is true. That could be very intimidating. Uh, ho- hopefully it's a better lookalike than the Cameron Smith statue, but anyway. Uh, mate, on that note, I will let you get back to your evening. Thank you very much as always and look forward to chatting footy with you next week on the pod. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, everyone. Have a good week. All right, digging into the Denton Engineering Cup now, and we are fortunate to be joined by an informed player from an informed side. They've left their runner a little bit late. They've got a busy schedule ahead, the Lakes United Seagulls, but he's none other than the man that we alluded to with our stats man before he picked up the three points in terms of the stats man's player of the week from the catch-up game from the weekend. And here's none other than Dan Peck. Uh, Dan, welcome to Leadcastle, mate. Uh, how'd you pull up after that big effort on the weekend? Thanks, mate. Um, pleasure to be here, firstly. And, um, mate, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Um, it's always easier when you get two points. So, um, yeah, all good for tomorrow night. And mate, I, I, I don't know. I know you're, um, from what I can see, you're not a, a big social media man. I don't know if you uh, saw the stats that Josh shared or, or, or have seen your numbers from the weekend as of yet, but I believe the number that he threw around was, had it been Supercoach points, 147 Supercoach points, which I don't know if you're a Supercoach man, but that uh, that's captain material, mate. No, I, um, I, uh, I don't. I'm not a Supercoach man, but I've got a good mate who is one. Um, his younger brother sent it to me, actually, so I forwarded it on to him and said, you should have made me captain. Um, so we had a bit of a laugh about that but uh, yeah mate I can't take too much credit for that the boys laid a good putt on me and um, made me look good oh, mate I, I, like, I like the modesty it's all, all, always handy uh, you've obviously learnt from the best the uh, the man that wore the nine well before you and now steers the ship uh, out there at Lakes United yeah mate he's um, oh, he's doing good things he's done good things and he continues to good, do good things and um, we're extremely lucky to have him um, and I'll pick his brain for as long as he let me yeah, he's um, a wealth of knowledge, and obviously we had him on the show earlier in the year. His coaching experience and that the other wealth of knowledge you've got there alongside him, well, there's a number of them, but also obviously the NRL experience of Abe's, that having those two um, there to, to lean on and, as you said, to pick their brains must be uh, absolutely a huge benefit to someone like yourself. Yeah, mate, it's been really good. Um, I didn't I didn't know Abe um, before he came on board, but um, I quickly got to know him, and um, yeah, it's been a real pleasure to have him um, involved with us too, so uh, you're a good man, Dan, um, and they make a good um, they make a good uh, couple of co-coaches. Um, so yeah, we're very lucky. I, I tell you what, I was at, I was out there the other week when you guys were training, and I was having a look at Abe's and Bubba wandering around. And mate, uh, if if you're in that good a nick at the age that the two of them are, you'd you'd be pretty happy. I'm not even in that good good a nick now, and they both got a, probably a decade on me. <laughs> it's funny actually because um, Abe's Abe's. I reckon he could play for us um, tomorrow night, but he keeps whinging about his hands. Uh, big tough dude that uh, um, he's not getting not getting too much uh, joy with his little thumb injury. So yeah, right. We found, we found his uh, Achilles heel, to so to speak. It's actually his thumb. Yeah, his thumb, mate. He's been telling about it. He's been telling us about it all uh, all year. So um, yeah, I think he's even having trouble driving. So he's making his old man take him out to games and so on and so forth. So. Easy you know, you know, you've made it when you've got a show for taking your places, right? Yeah, that's it, 100%. Well, mate, let's touch on it. Uh, you've got the catch-up game tomorrow night. We're recording this Monday night. Tuesday night, we'll release this on Wednesday morning, so we'll, we'll have a, a look behind the curtain of your, uh, your your pick. And what what's the key? You know, it's a big rivalry game up against Central, but what's going to be the key to, to taking down a side that's not only so experienced, their spine, obviously, Luke Walsh, Cameron Anderson... 
and then they've got that big pack as well. And you know, like you look at Witty Baker, a guy who's been in and out of the team earlier in the year, and he's just putting up some phenomenal numbers. And Nick Ritter as well. Like there, there's threats all over the park. Yeah, no, there is, mate. They're well rounded, um, and um, I don't think they they had a had a good preseason. I don't think they played or well, they played one trial against us, and there's a bit of a slow start for them. So um, they've certainly hit a bit of form of late. Um, well, I thought that um, when we played them uh, earlier on in the year, that uh, that we matched them um, for most of the game with an understrength side. So um, obviously they've got a few players that have come back into the team too, though. So um, just seeing, yeah, what 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 the spider's doing. Um, some of the numbers he's he's putting up. He's he's definitely. If we can keep him quiet, then um, it'll go a long way. But I suppose that probably starts with um, nullifying Walshy a little bit too, and um, if we can slow down their their big middle, and that'll go a long way to helping us out. Yeah, certainly having a look at the team names, uh, they, they welcome back in the likes of, uh, you know, they've got Cam King, uh, Junior Akika, and Joey Morris coming back in. So those, those three are huge additions, which allows them to rotate some of the guys off the bench, mate. But Let's, let's have a chat about your side. Um, I see the side's been named. Matt Cooper returning to a bit more of a familiar position, but he's done a good job in the seven the last couple of weeks, mate. Yeah, he has, mate. I haven't seen the side um, for tomorrow night, actually, yet. So um, I, I'm, I'm assuming he might be playing fullback or in the centres. Centres, yeah, mate. He's, well, he's been named in the centres, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Yeah, nah, that'll be... Um, I think the last time Cooper's playing the centres was uh, back in the schoolboys' days. But um, yeah, he's been... Mate, he's been terrific and with in the seven um, and we've got a little bit of a joke going that, he, that he's 2-0 and oh and he's retiring retiring the jersey retiring the seven um, with two wins zero losses so um, mate, he's just been thrust into that role and um, mate he's he done it on his ear so that just speaks volumes for, for Coops as a player and, and, and as a bloke certainly does mate and, and I, I want to sort of get your thoughts mate Obviously, Bubba's made a real piece of, and we know that Lakes are a club that really likes to develop their juniors and bring them through, has made a real point of, of debuting and exposing some of these young guys, and there's obviously some talent there, but you know, give me a bit of an insight, I guess, into some of these young guys that are coming through the clubs, you know, the Taj Blackmans, Charlie Muir's, Broden Cons, obviously we've seen what he's signed on for next year in terms of uh, taking that next step, and even young Bo Watson coming through, mate. Uh, how's it been having that youthful injection in the side this year? Mate, really good, really good. They're keeping, keeping us all on our toes. Um, even the likes of Ryan Potts, who's been around for a few years, but he's still really young um, in, in a key role. And I suppose some of these um, other guys are being um, called upon early just because of the, the struggles we've had and um, injuries in key positions. So Taji stepped up and um, had a number of games and, and really fit in and, um, I remember his first training session where I hadn't met him yet and I went dummy half and he's standing at seven and he said, um, Pecky, give me the ball, I want it out in front. And I'm like, okay, Taj, no worries, there you go. So um, that's really good from young guys. And um, Charlie's, Charlie's come back into the team um, and he hasn't looked out of place. He's, <laughs> I think his first game he uh, put on a couple of big hits and really announced himself. So um, another bloke I've been really impressed with is Caleb Faulkner, who um, I'm not quite sure how old he is, but um, he come he started the year in reserve grade and came in the team on the wing and scored a try on debut, and I think he's scored every week since, and now he's playing in the one, and he's really made it his own. Yeah, he's certainly certainly been handy, a bit of a reshuffle. Undoubtedly, Bubba's got some moves up his sleeve, mate, but let's talk about the other end of the spectrum, and... Uh, the, uh, the experience that I know he hasn't been playing every week, but he's been named back on the wing in uh, Matty Craig, mate. Yeah, Matty's, um, Matty's good for us, mate, and he, he, he'd fit into any team. He's uh, he just, you know, he's going to do his job, and um, he's just one of those players that every club needs um, that you can lie on, and he's always putting his hand up to take a tough carry. And I suppose I think he got a mention on the on the weekend where. Um, Early on, carry were really sticking it to us, and um, Matty had a carry, um, which we weren't going far in our set. Um, he made a bit of a half line break and quick play the ball, and I think we ended up scoring at the end of that, and uh, really laid the platform well for us. So we can always rely on Matty, and um, yeah, really lucky to have him in our side. 
Yeah, certainly having that experience come back in, mate, has, has been a good addition. Uh, now, obviously, that's Tuesday night. I know that that's going to be the big focus, but there's also a big event this weekend, mate, with Old Boys Day and, and five games all at home. Yeah, mate. Um, something that all the boys um, sort of mark down on the calendar and, and want to be a part of. And um, it's, yeah, it's a big it's a big day for the club. Um, they enjoy it. We enjoy it. Um, I think, I don't think, well, we didn't get one last year because of COVID and um, I'm struggling to think of the year before because the last few years have been a bit of a blur with what's happened in the world. But um, I remember, I think, 2018 when we made a run toward the grand final and we played uh, we played South um, there at home um, Old Boys Day and I think yeah we we, we put a cricket score on them and um, then played them the next week in the semi-final and, and they uh, knocked us off so um, yeah they do a lot for us the Old Boys and um, we certainly be up for that game yeah, I believe they've got the scaff set up and, and ready to go, mate. Um, they, they're going to be all lined up and, and forming a massive crowd. It kicks off quarter past nine, the girls, mate, and, and, and a quick one on them, I guess. How's that introduction been, the addition of them to the club? They're undefeated and, and, and running hot, mate. They're the, uh, the dominant side in the in the club at the moment. Mate, it's really good. Um, it's really impressive, actually, what they're doing, not only on the field, but um, off the field, too. We On home games, we get back to Jules Tavern and... Um, well, the girls kick off at, I think, 9.30, is it? And um, they're, they're there, all there. The whole team is there at um, Jules Tavern at the end of the day. It's come 6 p.m., 6.30. Um, and and I, th- I think that just, yeah, really really shows how much they're enjoying it and, and why they're winning games too, sticking together and really buying in. And, um, yeah, ladies, ladies rugby league is um, taken off and it's really good to see and, we're lucky to have um, such a competitive side at, at Lakes. Yeah, mate, and also also whisper that the most talented of the Potts family plies a trade in that side. <laughs> yes, I've heard that a few times. <laughs> I haven't I haven't called any I haven't called any games, um, but yeah, she must go okay because uh, Ryan's been um, Ryan's been playing some good footy, and, and Blake too. Blake got his debut earlier in the year, and um, they're both fair 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 footy players. So um, yeah, I, I, I have to get a game by the end of the year to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, lovely, mate. Uh, obviously, as we said, a big day. You've got the, uh, the ladies kicking off, followed by Seagrade. They're sitting third, doing really well. The uh, the boys there, another pot's running around in that side. They're everywhere out at Lakes, mate. Into the 19s. The 19s is first, first, second. Reserve grade where a dominant west side up the top of the ladder. Lakes needing to win. And then first grade, mate, the main event, The uh, the uh, all the others on trays leading into this one. No love lost between the two sides, mate. Uh, big rivals no matter what happens, but... You know, both in, I guess, the bottom of the table contention and wanting to make sure you get well clear of that sort of bottom two spots at the moment. So added motivation on top of the rivalry and everything else that comes with Lakes v West. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And um, I think, you know, hopefully we can knock off Central um, tomorrow night and um, for the first time in a few years we can string, string together a couple of games too. So that's something we've, we're really um, keen on doing is putting finishing strong and putting a few games together. So, um, yeah, it, it just makes for a great contest. And um, they're down the bottom bottom of the uh, of the ladder near, near with us, but there's a lot of quality in that side and um, they're well coached. And, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, I certainly think the reflective piece of this is, you know, obviously the talent in both sides and the fact they're both down in those lower rungs of the ladder just shows that, you know, how deep this competition runs. And, you know, as you know, on any given day, you've got to turn up and, and uh, give 100%. Otherwise, you, you're very much primed for uh, copying a uh, walking away from the ground with zero points. Yeah, that's it. That's after battle, turning up. Um, so, I mean, we, we've we've been in every game we've played other than probably round two. So, um, it's a really tight comp. And, um, yeah, I'm just wishing earlier on that uh, some of the games finish at halftime because... We might be, you know, sniffing around that top five, but unfortunately not. And um, you know, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. We'll play tomorrow night, and um, there's no doubt we'll be ready for Saturday. No, certainly. I know. I know. Barbara will have you guys all primed for both tomorrow night and Saturday, and then you know, continuing that form that you've had the last couple of weeks to build towards uh, the back end of the season and, and run into 2023. I know there's some big things planned out there, but we'd encourage everyone to get down. I'm looking forward. I'm going to be down there for Old Boys Day 
on Saturday. It's going to be an absolute bumper affair. I think it'll be uh, standing room only come first grade time and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you boys put on an absolute show and uh, I'm sure West will be up for it too, mate. So thank you for coming on at late notice. You kind of got, uh, I won't say thrown under the bus, but not far from it. Uh, <laughs> a last minute call from me to make sure that we could jump on and do this. So appreciate it, mate. And uh, we'll let you get back to your evening and uh, look forward to seeing you on the weekend out there and hopefully two points for the Seagulls. Uh, thank you, mate. Anytime. Trying to dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and I'm fortunate to have a guest on this week uh, returning to the show. He was on, uh, I think, the season before last. Uh, a few less games under the belt, uh, but still battling away, leading his club around as the season veteran. And we're fortunate enough to have him ahead of a massive milestone, a milestone that very few, if any, players reach, let alone for one club, but in terms of games full stop. But he's none other than uh, Walls End Maryland Tigers veteran Jeremy Lowe. Lowey, good to have you on the show, mate, ahead of game 300 this weekend for the club. Hey, legend, how are you, mate? Good to be here. Mate, uh, I, I am great. Uh, great to have you on, as I said, mate. Uh, always enjoyed uh, refereeing and watching you play. But, mate, to uh, reach that milestone, I guess, can you encapsulate for, your, for us what does reaching 300 games for that club mean to you? I know the club means a lot to you. But in terms of reaching 300 games and being in that elite echelon of players in terms of longevity in the competition? Yeah. Yeah, mate. It means a lot. I grew up out in Maryland, like three dolls up in the Oval. So watched uh, a lot of the uh, locals run around down there. And, um, well, mate, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good milestone. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I probably should have got it maybe two or three years ago, but a broken arm and a couple of broken thumbs as the bones get a bit more brittle as you get older has sort of pulled that up but um I've I've got there and I'm I'm pretty pretty proud of it mate. Pretty proud. I think one 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 word is, is loyal. And there's not a lot of loyalty around um especially pub footy nowadays. So to do it for the one club mates is it's pretty special. I've I've played with a lot of a lot of good players and a lot of um you know, blokes that I'll call mates for, for the rest of my life and, and uh yeah, it's, it's special mate. Yeah, certainly you would have seen a bit over that time with Walls and Maryland. You've been through pretty much all of the grades in that period and, you know, all the way up in, you know, I remember when I first probably crossed paths with you, mate, you guys were playing in the A-grade yeah. competition and you've had some yeah. illustrious coaches and teammates, Derek McVeigh yeah. and Owen Craigie, to mention a couple of those yeah. that have been out there at different yeah. points. So, mate, yeah. uh, in terms of it, who are some of the players that, you know, one, in terms of skill level that have been amazing to play alongside, but two, just those guys that you talked about, that loyalty and just, you know, there's guys I know that have been yep. around the club and played. Who are some of those ones that, you know, have been a really big part of that career for you? Uh, mate, you, you can't go past Owen Craig. He was, he was uh, unbelievable, mate. Some of the stuff he could do. He played in a dinner suit, really, most of the games. And, um, you know, the Gray brothers, Dan, Jason and, and Jed, another one. Um Jolly Evans back in the day, all the way back, you know, Jason Bold, he was he was one of my mentors coming through. He was, he was uh, he's a life member and he's up there. He's got over 300 games, but I don't think I'll catch him. Um, yeah, like you said, Becca, he, he was he was pretty good. He he um, taught us a lot about football. He played at a high level as well with uh, with Balmain, and then in the local comp, I think he captain coach Cessnock to a grand final win from memory. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, the good crop of young blokes now coming through. Like, uh, well, I, I forgot Jackie Brio is another one. He's playing, back playing with me again this year. So, but, um, the young blokes now, there's a couple of local juniors that are, that are coming through and come back to the club. So, uh, blokes like Tyler Davey and, um, we've got Tom, Toa, Tom Matoka. He's, uh, skipper in us now. These blokes will be around the club. For a long time, oh, I've got to give Jason Tinson a plug. He's he's been uh, a stalwart and been with me for the last probably five years, and I keep getting him out of retirement. So he's another one. Um, so yeah, both like that. So the club's looking in good stead for the you know years to come. Of when I decide to hang them up, mate. Right. Uh, yeah, I think there's still a few more games in you, and uh, I, I think the great thing about you going around, as you say, is, is guys like Tino can't retire while you're still going around. You got to keep. <laughs> you probably right. put the hard word on them. Flano probably yeah. Flano probably escaped because he took up the clipboard and running the show. Which another, another right. guy who's probably been a big part, mate. He's been there for a long time, and without who the club probably doesn't function at the level it does either. Yeah, mate. Yeah, 
Exactly right, mate. I can't speak highly about uh, highly enough about uh, head Mitch Glennigan. He, what he's done for the club and um, the selflessness of, of what he's done is, is unbelievable. The, the club's amalgamated now, so it's, it's both juniors and seniors. Uh, obviously, COVID, like many of the clubs, it's, it's um, buggered it up with uh, less teams. A lot of people going to different clubs and everything. We've got six junior teams this year and hopefully to build on um, for next year, get a few more and slowly build on our way up. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And the great thing is those kids that are in about under-13s now can look forward to playing with you in about five or six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the young bloke got nine more years. He's, he's talking about it now. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, I, I reckon there's a chance that um, J-Lo makes a cameo in, in about a decade's time when, he, when the young fella comes through. I know you're... Uh, you know, you might you might not might not play all the way through to then. Um, I don't know how your body might hold that, but yeah, I, re- I reckon there's a sneaky cameo at some point so that you can do yeah. that. It's not something that a lot of guys get to do and be a nice attribute yeah. alongside some of those other ones that you've you've achieved, mate. And and on that note, I guess talk talk us through in in all the years that you've been there, some of the highlights. I guess obviously there's some premierships and different other things, yeah. but there'd be some upsets and other yeah. things as well. What ones stick in your mind? Yeah, yeah, mate. Like when I first come out here, we. We didn't win a game all year. I think we had one draw and then it slowly built up from there. But, yeah, like you said, 2012, 2013, we sort of – we built a side with, with uh, a lot of uh, boys that have been there for a, a lot of years and, and uh, we came along and captain coaching to put the, you know, the cherry on top and we won them back-to-back. That that was pretty special those two years. Um, probably even just recently we, we went down to – Dora Creek, I said to the boys after the game last weekend, we only went down there with 15 players and um, come away with the with the chockies. That was a pretty pretty gutsy win, that one. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a few that they're all good games. Any game at the Grange is, is special. You know, they, they're coming very uh, few and far between now, but yeah, yeah. Every game special now, I suppose, when you get to the back end of your career. Certainly, mate. And um, I guess for you as well, that, that it'll be a little bit extra sweet, the fact that you do bring out that 300th game at home and uh, hopefully the hill can rock like it used to way back in the day. I know yeah. when I, I first started uh, running touchlines there, it was uh, intimidating might be a mild word, I would suggest, um, yeah. both as a referee and a visitor. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's, that's part of the beauty of the grades. Mate, we've actually got a, a massive weekend this weekend. It's the 40-year anniversary of the 1982 side that won the A-grade competition, the 30-year anniversary of the under-20 side that won the competition from fourth, and then obviously the 10-year reunion for the 2012 A-grade side. So there's going to be a, a huge crowd down there. A lot of the old boys will be down there too, so it's going to be great. Uh, excellent to hear, mate. Uh, the club's been a legacy part of the competition and great to see it continue to kick on and undoubtedly with uh, the likes of yourself still going around, those juniors coming through, and, and the head, as you call him, uh, continue to lead the way uh, in the office. It's, uh, mate, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully see the club continue to thrive for many years to come. But let's talk season 2022, mate. Uh, the C-grade yeah. competition, it's a pretty fierce one. You guys find yourself sitting right there where the whips are cracking around that uh, fifth spot, and this weekend's game's quite crucial. But you're sitting there. Dora Creek have lost a few points. So there's a few... few um, Frictions there, I suggest I suggest some might say, but yourselves, Morissette, Dora Creek, Fingal, even Westwall's yep. End, all fighting for those last two spots. Yeah, mate, it's, it's very tight. I think uh, in our grade, it's, you've got a Wobbicall and um, Raymond Terrace, who've been the benchmark all year. We played Raymond Terrace on the weekend, and, and they're just led around by, well, both teams, the Wobbicall and Raymond Terrace, are led around by a good spine, so... Um, but all the other the us other four teams, we're all on, on even par and, and it's a must win on Saturday. Yeah, certainly some some key games, mate, uh, in terms of it. And undoubtedly, you know, I'm sure a lot of the boys would love to uh, not only get the two points because it's crucial, but in terms of that milestone game for yourself. But I'm sure your focus is just on the two points. Let's, yeah. ha- let's have a look at the draw for this weekend, mate. And um, it starts Friday night. I don't know if you're going to sneak down and have a look at this one, but it is, uh, in terms of things, it's really a... a a battle of the haves and have-nots. That a Wobbicle side you hinted at just before, mate. They've got quite a, uh, a stacked talent pool with the likes of the Simon brothers and a few of the other boys that they've got that have returned back out there to Walters Park and they currently lead the ladder and they come up against the last place, Abermain, although Abermain have shocked a couple of sides with a couple of upsets this year. So they're not to be written off on Friday night, mate, but I'm assuming a Wobbicle would be a fairly warm favourite for you here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Abermain, they're tough. They've got some big forwards and 
and um, they can match it with, with anyone on their day, but a, a Wobbicle's all class, mate. Like you said, those those Simon boys, they're, they're, they're just all class. They're, you give them an inch and they take a mile, they're, they're brilliant. They can kick, they can pass, they can they can do it a lot. So, mate, I've got a Wobbicle on top there, but it might be close on the night. You never know. Certainly an interesting one, and it's not an easy place to visit on a Friday night, Walters Park. The lights, are, the lights. I think they just meet the threshold, and uh, the fans make you know that you know that you're uh, a visitor when you're there. A bit like Walls and Maryland, I think. Probably one of the great things about Newcastle and Hunter, really, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. That's that's it. The, the getting down to the to the local fields and having a couple of beers on the hill and throwing a bit of abuse at the at the visiting sides always a, a good afternoon. <laughs> so, certainly is, mate, um, and, and, a, and a nice, you know, obviously well-natured jibe for the bloke on the sideline in pink with a flag never hurts too, especially if it's someone like myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you would have copped a few, I'd say. Yeah, most of it's good banner most of the time, mate. It rolls off, but it's good fun. Uh, yeah. Next one up, yeah. mate, and, and this one, I, this, this is kind of the dreaded time slot for most clubs because it's an absolute battle to get everything organised. But Lakes United, and it's a big day there. You talked about your big day. They've got their old boys day on. Five grades at home, starting with a women's tackle. But at 10.30, the boys from Fingal Bay will head down there. I know they're battling yeah. for some numbers and different things at the moment, but playing at 10.30am against that young Lakeside yeah. who are currently sitting third is not going to be an easy one. They're, they're, again, uh, they're another good side. I'm sorry, I messed, left them out before. They're, like you said, they, they're young. They're fit, and, and they just get directed around really good. Uh, Fingal Bay, they'll probably have to leave at about 2, 3 in the morning to get down there for a 30 kickoff. But, um, again, Fingal, they're, they're, they're a good side. They've got good go forward, good forwards, led around by good halves, a um, bit of sting out in the centres. So, mate, if the Fingal boys show up, they, they could give them a, um, a scare, you know. You just never know, but... 10.30 at Lakes with their old boys. They'll be looking to go all five grades, I'd say. I've, I've got Lakes to win that one. Yeah, they'll be um, undoubtedly... Uh, you think Fingal, Fingal might need to camp overnight on Barton to get uh, get in Friday yeah. night and get ready. And uh, Lakes, well, yeah. the, the old boys, I reckon they'll be in fine form by 10.30 already. God knows what condition they'll be in by 3pm when they play West in first grade. <laughs> yeah, what a show. Speaking of 3pm, mate, it is the Battle of the Magpies. West Wall's end versus Raymond Terrace. You talked about it before. Raymond Terrace, like a Wobbegal. They're a stacked side. They sit one point behind a Wobbegal on the ladder, but they've got a game in hand. Westy, they're a bit of an up-and-down side. They've created some interesting yeah. results in recent weeks, and you can't really count them out. We sort of talked about yourselves, Morissette, Dora Creek, Fingal Bay. Westy are there too, for and against not helping their cause, but if they can get on a bit of a run, they've got you know some experience, mate, some boys that you would have played against, You know, probably the likes of Kai Yunke and those sorts of guys many times. Uh, I'm sure you and Kai, it seems Wall's End and West Wall's End find themselves in the same grade most years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, young Steve's been around a long time too. Um, yeah, we went out and watched a few of us the uh, Westy Fingal midweek game there out in the out in the mud the other night, and Westy just played brilliant. They just kicked to the corners and held you know held them down in their own end and and come away with the with the bickies that night. But um, again, if they can if they can show up like they did on Wednesday against uh, you know a pretty good side against Roman Terrace. They they can match it with them. I reckon they could match it with them, and I reckon it'll be closer than than people think. I think they might, you know, match it with them and, and stay with them. Maybe even get the win. But like you said, mate, Raymond Terrace, they're they're um they're a stack side. They've got they've got quality players led around. Their spine's brilliant. Their their forwards are big and mobile, ball playing. So I think I've got Raymond Terrace to win that one, but but a close one, I reckon. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. But uh, let's move on to the big one, mate. And uh, it's a key game. We talked about it before. You sit two points in front currently um, of your opponents this weekend in terms of uh, Morissette. You're on 15 points. They're on 13. Eight points difference in for and against. So this game, really key. And uh, you went down to them in round six down there. So just another motivator in terms of getting some bragging rights back. Yeah, well, uh, it'll be good. If we get no rain this weekend, it'll be good to play on a dry track. I think nearly every team's in the same boat. We haven't had probably one or two, not even one or two dry dry tracks this year. So hopefully the grain drains the water away and we've got a dry track. But um, like I said, the boys, it, it, I'm not too worried about the, the milestone game or, or, or even getting the win. It's more about playing to our potential. We, have, we haven't really played to our potential or, or put in a solid 80 minutes. We've done 60, we've done 50, you know, and fallen away. Putting in a good performance is, is the main thing. And 
and actually playing with a bench would be nice. With last two games, we've only had four on the bench, and and like I said against Dora, we had fifteen players, so two on the bench, and we've we've lost to players to injury in both games, and end up playing the last thirty minutes or so of the halves with with no bench. So having a bench would be good, and 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 the boys playing to their potential. That's that's what I'm mostly um, looking for out of the boys this weekend, regardless of the result. It, it, as long as we play to our potential, that's that's the main thing. Yeah, certainly what you need to be sort of hitting as we get into those final few games, mate. There's only a few left this season, um, and right. and this one's not going to be an easy one, as you say. They're a big physical side. They like to play through the middle, Morissette. They're led by their skipper, Reese Ryan, and uh, mate, it's it's going to be a challenge and certainly uh, a dry track with with you know a few of those young guns that you've got there might uh, certainly suit your style. I think the last time you probably played on a dry track might have been that first game of the season, and even then it was only somewhat dry. Um, when yeah. you put on a clinic against Wall, uh, West Wall's End. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the only one we've had. All the rest have been in the mud. But, um, yeah, Reese gets a go forward for him, and then the, the boys follow him behind him. Um, their full-back's really, really handy. He's um, he's one we've got to watch. Um, and, and their halves, just got to watch their halves. If we, if we kick to the corners and, you know, Hold them down their end and try and force a mistake, and, and then capitalise on it. Then we should um, we should come away with the with the win. But yeah, I think it'll, it'll be close. It'll be it'll be a close game. Um, it'll certainly be well worth worth coming out of the Grange to watch for those who are anywhere in the local area. You'll. Uh, I was going to say, you get value for money for your entry, but the great thing about the Grange, you don't have to pay for entry, so you can invest that five dollars in another beer, mate. That's right, mate. Yeah, yep. Get on the hill and get yourself a nice uh, two each product. Obviously, two each sponsors are. Low Hunter Rugby League, so yeah, they'll be they'll be flowing and they'll be ice cold. So if you got nothing on, come on down. And speaking of that, mate, it will be, would be remiss of us not to mention, mate, uh, a couple of those, especially the uh, the local that supported you. And, and I'm going to take a punt and say they've probably been involved nearly as long as you have out there at Walls in Maryland. And undoubtedly, it's where you guys will finish up on on Saturday evening. Yeah, the the, the Racecourse Hotel, that's our major sponsor. We'll be um we heading back there for celebrations. So we've got a um. We do obviously do our awards and, and raffles and everything back there, and um, we've got uh, the 1992 Grand Final. It'll be shown on one of the screens, and then followed by the 2012 Grand Final. It'll be on straight after it. So um, there'll be a lot of old faces, familiar faces, a lot of old teammates, um, current teammates, um, players that I grew up watching and you know idolising. You know, like like. Uh, Chad Bennett, he was he was out there when I was growing up, uh, running the line. So he'll be up there having a beer, and it'll be good to catch up with him, mate. Certainly, well, mate. And just to confirm, I know you've been around a long time, but you played in the 2012. You didn't play in the 92. No, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. I wasn't far off. No, nah, I was only 10 then. I was I was the ball boy for the team. Uh, well, hopefully, mate, we'll see another generation of Lowe coming through and maybe leading uh, the boys in, in 2032 through to another premiership. But there's still 2022 to get through. Uh, yeah. mate, enjoy, the, enjoy the celebrations this weekend. I know you, you won't want to make it about yourself knowing who you are. But congratulations, mate. It is a massive milestone. And, um, yeah, certainly uh, been a pleasure for me to be involved in refereeing and watching you play over the last decade or so um, on top of, you know, obviously the rest of those years that you've played. So, mate, uh, well done. Congratulations and good luck for the weekend. Mate, thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks a lot. A big thanks and good luck to Jeremy Lowe. 300 games in any competition or competitions is a phenomenal milestone and just proof of the longevity that he's produced. But to do so at one club, especially a club that's you know been a one-team club for all that time, is a phenomenal milestone. He has been a big part of the fabric of that club for the last decade and a half or longer um, and will continue to be for you know a number of years to come, undoubtedly. Uh, great to see that he's picked up those couple of titles, but undoubtedly looking for one or two more before he hangs up the boots and uh, ushers through that next generation of players at Walls End, Maryland. So they're fortunate to have him, and uh, we were fortunate to have him on the show today. Good luck, and congrats again, Lowy, on that milestone. Also, a big thanks to the late call-up, Daniel Peck from Lakes United. Um, a few moving pieces there, which saw us uh, not give him too much notice, but he was very giving and willing of his time. So thanks, Dan. A reminder that if you're not heading to the Grange, make sure to get down to Carl Oval on Saturday. They have their Old Boys Day, five games down there, an absolutely bumper 
day out and uh, the old boys will be in fine song undoubtedly come 3pm and uh, hopefully five cracking games of footy and I know the Seagulls are very keen to pick up two points in all five of those if it is possible, especially with those three games in grade against their old rivals, the Western Suburbs Rosellas. And of course, it goes without saying, but I feel I need to say it anyway. A big thank you to my co-host, Josh Spiegelman. He's been a huge attribute to the show since we've managed to uh, procure his services after he was providing us initially with some uh, some stats just to utilise in the show. And now he's come on. He's got his own segment. It's sponsored. Junkyard Skips are doing a great thing in supporting that. We're going to have a prize at the end of the year, $150 cash to the winner of that. Also $150 to the charity of their choice. So not only supporting the players and the competition, but supporting the community as well. So Junkyard Skips. The boys there, Justin and Ben, are doing a great job and uh, we look forward to hopefully having them on the show in the coming weeks as we head into the finals and uh, both their sides are charging deep into the finals race. But thank you again for tuning in. Make sure you do get down to the footy this weekend, whether it's the Grange, Carl Oval or anywhere else. There's a plethora of grounds, plenty of action. Catch some of the midweek footy as well. And uh, if you do get a Blue Canada Steak Sanger in, we are due for another review, so drop the page a note. Let us know where the best ones are. Um, we've got a few more player profiles coming this week as well, so it's going to be absolutely full to the brim. The social media channels, Lead Castle AU on Instagram, Lead Castle AUS on Facebook. And finally, our great partner businesses. I know I plugged them in the intro, but I like to make sure that we give them a shout-out because, again, without them, a lot of what we do doesn't happen. We can't dedicate the time we do. Shipley's Meats at Rutherford. Go and check them out. Let them know that we sent you and see what they can do for you. Sharp DS Central Coast for all your uh, office stationary electronic needs. Um, and, of course, Beaver Brewery. Check out their range online and reach out to Chris Brown and see what he can do. Partner it with a uh, nice Chipley Meats barbecue and you're absolutely cooking with gas. And finally, the boys at Junkyard Skips. For all of your rubbish needs, skip bins, etc. make sure you reach out to them and let them know that the show sent you. Big thanks for tuning in. We look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Plenty of footy. Go and check it out and we'll talk local rugby league again with you in about seven days' time. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lead Newcastle. Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.